Goodnix explores the journey and meaning of doing good in the world. I get to choose every day when I wake up whether I'm going to work for a Fortune 500 and make a ton of money or work for the movement that is the arc of moral justice. But I realized that I also had an obligation to weaponize my privilege. One day we said, okay, if the city's not going to do it, the state's not going to do it, if some large corporation's not going to do it, why not us? And if there were enough of you, if you were organized enough, if you were loud enough, it would be too difficult for them to ignore you. Good Nix, created by Jeff Leitner, hosted by Annalisa and Relay, available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Neely, I have two problems. What are those? I really love the show on professional development, and I have a big blank spot on my chest where my shirt is. First of all, the first one doesn't sound like a problem. I mean, it's so much love, I can't contain it. And you also have, what, a blank spot on your chest? Yeah, where my shirt is. You you never grew chest hair? Obviously not. (laughs) Oh, I know what you should do. You should go to this link in the show notes and get an unprofessional development t-shirt. Gasp! That sounds like exactly what I needed for this premise. So boys and girls, we have t-shirts. We have magnets. We have buttons. Show your unprofessional love. That way you'll get to know who your fellow unprofessionals are when you're walking down the hallway and go, Oh, you listen to that too? Be an unprofessional representative. Welcome, unprofessionals, to a very Tedisco-less episode. So it's just me today, but I do have a guest co-host who you probably have heard on some of our Edupod Loser episodes, and he was in, I believe, our first year podcasting came on, so you can go back and you can you can check that out. So we have Shane from um, the Ed Podcast is um, sitting in Tedisco's chair and helping me out today. And hello. so that's what I know. Hello, Shane. <laughs> and then we've also got with us um, Beth. Donahue, Donahoe. Anyone works. Donahoe is typically how I. Donahoe. Okay, cool. And uh, I met her on the Twitter and we've never had a union um, person on. And we thought that that's something that's interesting to both people that are in union states and non-union states to kind of dig in to see how um, unions being unprofessional. So um, <laughs> so we always like to kind of get a little background. Obviously, we, we know that you are like a union rep, but we try to give um, a writing prompt for um, or speaking prompt. So describe your education journey as an infomercial host, describing all the uh, the features of the newest must-have kitchen product so you know um but wait there's more we'll definitely be in there so go for it <laughs> okay so i've been practicing all morning excellent <laughs> so my edu- education journey as an infomercial hey are you in a high-paying job with great benefits and opportunity for travel but just not feeling that deep sense of fulfillment Well, have I got the career change for you? Yes, folks, education. Be a teacher. Yes, you'll take a cut in pay and work extra hours for no pay. But that's okay because you'll get the benefits of shaping young minds and making an impact on our future. But wait, folks, there's more. You'll get summers off. (laughs) There's going to have to be a disclaimer at the end. I can't do the fast talking. There we go. So I don't know if I'm really selling education, but yeah. <laughs> there, there we go. There we I go. I was impressed by that. That was yes, very good. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes. yes. And so did you have a job? I did. I was a retail buyer. Okay. Oh, wow. Years. 
Yeah. For, for, yep. for who, if you don't mind sharing? Uh, Timberland. Uh, oh, wow. Right before I became a teacher was, yeah. Okay. And so you were just, you were just fed up with the high pay and, and. Exactly. I was like, who needs the, high pay? The prestige. Yes. Travel, yeah. you know, San Francisco, Chicago, who needs that? Um, yeah. Not I you. just, you know, <laughs> well, it's funny because it actually goes back further when I was, uh, about ready to graduate from college. I went to Syracuse University. My father was a professor there. So I called him and I said, hey, meet me at whatever bar it was. And I bought him a martini. And uh, he's like, okay, what's up? And it's like, well, you know, have another martini. <laughs> and he's like, no, what's up? And I said, ah, I don't know if this is what I want to do, if I want to be in business anymore. And he's like, you're graduating in a month. Just give it a shot. And I'm like, Ugh, fine. So it was it was kind of buried down there, and I moved up to Boston. Uh, my first job was at Jordan Marsh, which was a local retail chain that's now Macy's. Found a lot of success there, and finally, it just started it wearing wasn't away it. at that sense of uh, no, I need more. So, okay, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so I so, called so my let's parents, have it. Oh, my husband, I'm like, yeah, I'm done, going back to school. <laughs> wow! Wow. I just had that urge to get locked in a room with a bunch of screaming children. <laughs> yes. <know>, right? <laughs> nothing like it. Nothing like it. <laughs> Thank God. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> oh man. So you were working for how how long were you actually in a classroom then for before you kind of slid into the union side of things? So I this is my 25th year of teaching. Wow. And um and I've been this is my third year as president of our association, and I was a rep before that. So um, so and, I've, always, and I've always been members of unions, but I was never very active in them. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, a lot of stuff was going on with, um, our contract negotiations and our superintendent and stuff. And I'm like, you know, I, I feel like I can maybe make a difference. So is, is that what kind of pushed you into that space? Like, was it, yeah. is it just like things are getting worse? So I need to do something. Yeah. Yeah. I just felt like, um, you know, I had been a, such a passive member, and I think most people are passive members of their union. They, you know, kind of figure, oh, well, I'm in the union, I'm all set. And and yeah. really, it's an organization that you have to participate in. And yeah. I didn't really have any desire to move on to administration. I love being in the classroom. And, mm -hmm. and you know, it was kind of the same with when I was in retailing. Like, I really liked being in the stores and working with people, but I didn't really like the corporate end of it so much. Yeah. It's, it's kind yeah. of a similar dynamic in teaching. And uh, so I felt, you know, like a little extra challenge would be good. There you um, go. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to non-union state, but I'm going to guess it's relatively similar to, I've seen this. There's like school-wide committees yeah. or department chair to where there's a lot of like, uh, like I don't have time to do that yes. or I feel like if I do that, I'll just be sitting in a bunch of meetings and the end result will be the same as that was the past five years. And I don't know if I can actually um, do anything. So I'd, ra I'd rather not do that. And there's like, they're not yeah. paying any extra for that or whatever it is that reason that people don't do the things that um, that could possibly make a difference. And we do know in school, sometimes it, it is, it can be a, like a monolith and hard to, um, to move, but um, that, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly it. And um, you know, and, and just kind of having the challenge of doing that. But when I became president, that was the first year of COVID, like okay. COVID happened. So COVID happened that March, my first year as president of the association. Wow. So it's been 
it's been challenging. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of new territory to, um, yes, yes. For both you and the, and the, and the other side to kind of, um, absolutely, absolutely. And trying to navigate that and just the the laws and the, right. all, all of it is just, it's right. I remember when, when, when COVID first came down, one of the things, the conversations I had was, um, like they're talking about this and they're talking about that. But at the end of the day, if they're going to honor IEPs with mm-hmm. the kids at home all the time, like the, the way the, they're going to have, something's going to happen with grades. that's never happened before because, they, and they're, and they're going to have to figure out some way. And a lot of districts just kind of um, went with one full swoop and said, okay, everybody, you're good. You're like, let's, let's on to the, let's on to the next year because, we, if we're, if we're going to do it for the people with the IEPs, we might as well do it for everybody and then kind of like, and, and, and do that. So, yeah. yeah. So for us, I mean, our special ed teachers were just, oh my gosh. I mean, it made a really difficult job so mm-hmm. much worse. And for like special um, speech and language OT and all those where mm-hmm. we get, um, billing hours and stuff. Yeah. So the school actually gets some money out of that for the district. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. I mean, they were just working ridiculous hours trying to, you know, zoom with kids. I mean, yeah. it, it was just a nightmare for them. And it's, I just, and there was so little to do because I mean, the law said that that's right. a legal contract, right? right. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Those services had to be provided and the yep. state just would not let go of it. Right. And, right. Yeah. It was really rough. Yeah. It, yeah. Cause it's federal law as well. Yeah. So there's so much, so much stuff that's going on. Yeah. Look at that. Would you say, I mean, in, in this whole journey of becoming a union rep, I mean, you know, and, and you seeking higher levels of job satisfaction, is this a move in the right direction for you? Are you happier now? <laughs> oh gosh. That's a really hard question. Um <laughs> It's, um, I, I enjoy the challenge Mm -hmm. and when I can help people, um, you know, through a a tough problem and, or get them more money that they've earned or, you know, deserve in for some other reason, then God, I love that job. You know, that's, that's what it's all about, but it's all the other kind of, (laughs) the politics of it, that's been really, really hard to get past. And, you know, where you think that the superintendent and district administration, like they know these contracts inside and out, they know how contracts and contract language works. They've Mm -hmm. got lawyers that are interpreting for them. And I'm teaching my class and trying to, you know, (laughs) investigate an issue and trying to, you know, work something out. And it's, you know what I mean? It's it's made life a little crazier um, and a lot more demanding. But so, yeah, I mean, I don't know that I would say this is a career. Path. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but I'm, I'm scared to ask what's next. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I think what's next is going to be retirement. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, though, I mean, first of all, first of all, thanks for 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 you doing that for the other union reps that are listening to do this for the people that do the jobs. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. At the schools that are, you know, mostly thankless, but that but that need to be done. Um, you know, we've we've got at my school, we've got something that's a that's a committee that teachers can log anonymous complaints, and then mm. the committee filters those complaints 
and then has a meeting with the principal to kind of work out what those things are. And often it is, it's a lot of banging head against the wall, spinning wheels type thing. You know what I mean? And also trying to train the teachers as to what complaints to even bring to the committee that are even, you know, like, well, you know, there's kids running in the, there's kids running in the halls. It's like, okay, yes, there's kids running in the halls. You know what I mean? Or, or like, why do I, you know, we shouldn't have to do um, duty. Well, guess what? We don't have staffing to like, we don't have cafeteria monitors. So, or like parking lot monitors, whatever. So guess who's going to do it? It's got to be the teachers or the kids will be unsupervised. So, so no, we don't want to do it and we shouldn't have to do it, but you know, we're going to do it. You know what I mean? Right. Or, right. Yes. Right. And, right. and I or think- someone, someone left paper in the coffee machine like, oh, or, 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 or the, left the coffee machine jammed. Okay. The principal can't fix that. Don't complain to the principal about well, that. Well, they should. <laughs> right. Yes. They should. They should. Straight up. Right. So I just want my, <laughs> I just want my admin in the photocopy room just standing guard yeah, the whole exactly. time. All the away, time. Like, exactly. oh, I don't know what happened to that machine. Right. So it, finding out it, it is. So, but, uh, but there's a lot of people, I'm sure that and as a union rep, I'm sure you get some complaints that, you know, like, oh, yeah. you know, like, like the light bulbs out in my room. It's like, okay, well, that's not what the union <laughs> yeah, rep does. Exactly. Right? And, so, you know, and it's, it's a lot of that. And I think one of the, um, one of the things that, that you do most of is just listening. You know, most yeah. of the time people just want someone to vent to, and I just mm-hmm. sit there and listen and take it and there's nothing I can do. Right. And they're fine with that for the most part. Um, but you uh, know, so, they, so that leads me to the question. So what, what, what are some of the misconceptions that people think that you do that you don't actually do? And what are some things that no one would even imagine that like the union rep does that you actually are, are doing Yeah, take so, us behind the curtain. <laughs> so I, I think one of the biggest misconceptions is that we're only there when you're in trouble. Okay. Right. Um, And, you know, if you get called into the principal or superintendent's office, that's, that's all we're there. You know, we're just there for that. When we're really not, we're there to meet with our building administration as well as district administration to kind of stave off. And I don't even know if that's the right word, but to kind of, prevent a problem from happening in the first place. Right. And, um, and, and we're there to, and and I think, and I kind of ran into this um, earlier in the year, this year that, uh, you know, if, if a, a teacher goes against, does something in violation of the contract. Mm -hmm. Right. I think a lot of people feel like, Oh, you know, you're supposed to get me out of this. <laughs> well, yeah, no, yes, yes. <laughs> you violated our yes. job. I mean, if I if if I can't punch kids in the nose and have my union rep like back me, me up on this, come on. Like, why am right? I paying my dues? <laughs> right, right. And you know, yeah, exactly. Like, so it's like, no, we're here to. I mean, I want to keep just a little bit of liquor in my desk drawer. <laughs> Like what's wrong with that? <laughs> you think Mealy's making this up, but I oh I I been yeah, I've had a lot of crazy stories. Um, you know, like we're there to uphold the integrity of that contract for both sides. So if administration violates it, we're there. If a teacher violates it, we're there. Um and you know, the other part of what I do as the president of the association, and I try to get my my board, which is the reps and the membership chair and all those folks, um, 
helping get school board, education friendly school board members elected, which is even more important now in the climate that we have. Yeah. So a lot of it's very political. So I, you know, we go up and testify for certain bills up at the state house mm-hmm. um, that were part of MEA. So uh, which mm-hmm. is part of NEA. And so we, and, you know, oh, what, we, state, what state are you in again? We're in Maine. Maine. Okay, yeah. cool. So, you know, so we go up to Augusta where our capital is and we go and, you know, speak to, um, you know, members of the Senate and the House and try to get these bills passed. And so we do a lot of that. I have a state senator coming to visit schools and I'll be taking him around and introducing him to some people and kind of showing what's going on in our district. So there's a lot of that behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. And I work, I try, <laughs> I try to work with the superintendent in like a, a problem solving yeah. way, you know, yeah. and that's hard. His perspective is very different than ours. Mm-hmm. And so trying to find a way to, you know, get him to understand that this is an issue. And these are some thoughts we had about how can we yeah. kind of make things a little bit better. Right. So- Oh, I'm just wondering, you know, so you're talking about like all these, you know, really heavy politics and then dealing with, you know, teachers storing liquor in their desks or whatever. <laughs> uh, I mean, how do you, what are, what are like the positives coming out of this for you? Because I mean, if that, that's why I'm not really involved with the union. Cause like, you know, the only thing that Google ever tells me about, you know, teachers is, Oh, look, this teacher slept with a student. And like, that's the <laughs> only news that I get, you right. know? And, and it's like, that's, that's, that's a union thing. And it's like, how do you, how do you, what, what keeps you in it? Or do you just like really horrible things? <laughs> <laughs> well, I like knowing everything. So there's there that. You go. That's, that's, there is that. <laughs> there, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not always the first to know, but I'm pretty close. Um, yeah. you know, I'm, it's when I can help people. So we had a teacher uh, a couple of years ago that, um, was accused of some pretty serious stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was um, very rewarding, really, to be able to get that teacher in touch with uh, lawyers provided by the union. Mm-hmm. And um, that really did a great job helping him navigate through all of that stuff. And, you know, and it resolved well, you know, and mm-hmm. so that was really good. Um you know, throughout the pandemic with health and mental health, uh, mental well-being. And, um, you know, lately we've had a lot of uh, teachers who have had babies that, you know, daycare is all set up and then, oh, no, no more daycare. And so helping them arrange leaves that are going to be easiest for them to do and with minimal impact to everything else. So those kinds of things are you know, what I, what I really like to do. Um, Mm -hmm. I have, believe it or not, a bit of some social anxiety. So, (laughs) 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 so kind of putting myself out there, it takes some very big mental energy for me to. Yeah. (gasps) Well, you're, you're doing well so far. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder, so, so I mean, you've kind of touched on some of the pauses they sound more like they're going to reactionary things that you've had to do. Is there anything yeah, you've been able very to, reactionary. but is there anything you've actually been able to, I guess, pass into union law to make teachers jobs better, like beyond like just money and whatnot? Yeah. So I was, I was thinking about that question a lot and, and it's kind of tricky because the whole contract is generally about, you know, what your workday looks like mm-hmm. and how you're compensated for that day. Right. And we all know teachers are just not paid that great. Right. And so there's so much different ways 
of compensating teachers for that lack of pay. So that's mm-hmm. healthcare, sick days, personal days, um, you know, and and you know, different different things that you can do to get compensated for other things, uh, stipends and, and whatnot. So, right. but one of the things like throughout the pandemic, that's where I've been able to uh, do some of that work that I'm hoping, planning on into our next contract negotiation. So we have um, two, day, two days during the month where we have to stay an extra hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And it's for PD. Right. I hope you can see my eyes rolling. Yes. <laughs> well, I don't and, understand. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, um, um, yeah, staff meetings and PLCs and all that other other stuff, right? Right. So, you know, with all the stress and, and you know, teachers are teaching under the belief that we're still in a pandemic. Mm-hmm administration is administering like we are not in a pandemic and everything normal yeah. and all the mm-hmm. expectations for you as teachers and you as students is exactly the same as it was pre-pandemic. So, um, so all year, like right from September, we started working on the superintendent that we need relief. You cannot keep having these same expectations in a shortened day, basically mm-hmm. uh, for academic and you know, teachers and whatever. So we did end up getting that one of those days, one of those days, it's a half hour of staff meetings and then an hour of extra planning time where they can't schedule anything, able to work in our rooms, get things prepped, planned and get ahead of the game. So that's one of the things that I'm planning on negotiating into the contract um, next time. So, and I, and, you know, They've already put it on, uh, you know, job openings, right? Oh, you mm-hmm. get the flex planning time. And I'm like, oh, what's that flex planning time mean? <laughs> oh, that's the hour you guys worked out. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> it's there documented. Yes, it's going in there, the pocket, so. there we go. I share this one. I share this one a lot. Um, and it always, it always makes me laugh. So my, my dad told me the story. My dad taught 38 years. There's an episode of our podcast. We can listen to me talking to him if you want to. But awesome. um, <laughs> yes, but, um, but anyway, so. And he, he, he was, he taught in Philadelphia. So they would have um, at the end of the contract, they would have like a big union meeting at like the local um, sports arena or convention center or somewhere where they could get all the, like the tens of thousands of teachers that were, that, that were there. So they're up there and they're, they're kind of sharing, you know, what they were able to, to get in the, in the contract negotiations. Right. And he's like, you know, so first they told him, you know, something about the the pay package and oh, there was some cheers and applause, stuff like that. And then something with the, um, the healthcare or whatever it was. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. They said, he said, and then they said, we have got it written to the contract that if it is written down anywhere on a PowerPoint presentation in an email in a memo, wherever it is that you cannot read that aloud to us in a meeting. <laughs> and he said, you would have thought like they won the Super Bowl. The place <laughs> went bananas. They were just. I'm screaming. writing that down. <laughs> I'm going to my rep like right now. I'll see. I'm, I'm, right I'm, now, out, I'm getting that. I'm like, I've been taking notes in my contract, my copy of the contract, like work on this way. <laughs> um, oh, that's going in. Right. I that's, love that. that's a bronze statue right oh, there for yeah. you. Yes. Yes. And because, you know, once they know that, 
if that principal tries that in the meeting, there was someone standing up going, no, it is in black and white. Shut your mouth. Okay. I read that. You're done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's just like, you know, the last day of P last day of school PD, like what? Yeah. That's got to just. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No. Well, that's, that's just stupid. I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, I've heard a lot of teachers talk about, I'm sorry, I'm in Canada. And, oh. and so I don't know, you guys are, you're all, you're different. Don't say you're different. That's a nice yeah. word, right? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, you know, it was funny because I just had um, uh, one of my uh, my vice president actually um, was messaging me that one of our probationary teachers. Right. So we're three years. Um, and, you know, if we survive those three years, we mm-hmm. can go on continuing contracts. So right. this teacher is probationary and they were scheduling a um, an observation for her. Mm-hmm. So they've had since September right, right. <laughs> to do this, but let's pick the middle of May when we're testing COVID is like, we're the highest in the nation right now for COVID. We've had 25 teachers out in just my building alone. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, yeah. You know, behaviors, uh, kids are just spring fever. Oh, the kids, yes, the kids are nuts. By all means. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. you know, I, I did, I emailed the superintendent. I'm like, come on, dude. Like, let it go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I, I was gonna say you, yeah, that's something. I mean, you could get into a contract like that. That. And then the, yeah. The, the, wind, the window for observations are. Yes. You know, exactly. Are yeah. This. This. You can't do it. Um. The the day before um Christmas break or the day before right. Thanksgiving break because I've I've known people that have that have, that have done that and come in and you know almost like really like a gotcha thing that they were they they were yes. like gunning for, they were gunning for a teacher and like if right. I if, if I know if I if I just pop in. Um, the day the day before um, Christmas that I, I might catch them showing a movie or exactly, you know, just, you know, doing whatever that's that's not educational. And I can I can um, nail them to the wall with it. I, I got observed the day before um, Thanksgiving break one time, and, you know, and it was like, oh, that wasn't really rigorous enough. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, <laughs> yeah, I, I had a principal like, come let's, in let's, on let's, the let's last stop. day of school. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. he walked in and I'm like, hey, he's like. You know, he has his computer and everything, and I'm like, what's up? He's like, I was going to do an observation. I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> Can I offer a counterpoint to all this? Yeah. Because like yesterday, Friday, I'm teaching computers to my kids and I've been working on like some video editing stuff all day. Grade seven, you know, 90 minute class. Last 10 minutes. I'm like, okay, go play Minecraft. It's Friday's last day. My principal yeah. walks in and I'm like, last 10 minutes. He's like, yeah, no worries. It's Friday. Yeah. That was it. Nice. Right. Right. Like that's, that's. <laughs> My principal, by the way, and I, I it's a new principal. I was, tell, I was telling Shane, the new one, I love him to death. He hasn't and said And he anything. listens to this show. I have no idea if he does. <laughs> he does. Um, I haven't talked to him about it. But anyway, he has started recently. Um, and we're high school. So just the way the bus schedules work, the buses come to our school first. So buses go to first high school, then elementary, then middle school. The same buses have to pick up a lot of kids. Yeah. So they're, they're normally in our parking lot, like 45 minutes to an hour actually before school dismisses. So it's not a big deal. So um, the past couple Fridays, he has, or he's had, he, he or someone that he's told to has rung the final bell five minutes early on Fridays. Nice. And, oh, you know, it is, I mean, it's fantastic. It's just, it's it just, a, it's just a little thing, you know what it I mean? Is. <laughs> but like, everybody's staring at the clock that last five minutes anyway, just waiting for, you know, right. yeah, yeah. Stand around, you know, so like, just, just let's just ring it and, 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 and get going. So, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, teachers are really pretty easy. It's just little things that just it make is. all the world of difference. So. Yeah. Yeah. I said it again to be like, so what can we do for teachers? I'm like, 
um, give them autonomy. That that's 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 yes. you know, and, and don't and don't waste their time. Any, any autonomy. Stop reading them- PowerPoints in meetings. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. And I think that's like the biggest thing, really, and that's a debate that I continue to have. Right, like we are professionals. Mm-hmm. You know, most of us have our master's degree, if not a higher degree, right, um, or multiple masters, and you know we can actually make these decisions. Like we're big kids. We can do yeah, this, right. you know, and, and, you know, include us, but right. like, like a painter. Okay. Yeah. Now, if, now if you're like in charge, you, you know, okay. You tell them what color we're painting the room. Right. But then let them paint the room. You don't go, you need to use the roller. You need to edge first. Why are you, why are you using the brush when you should be using the roller? Like, no, like that guy's a painter. You know what I mean? Right. Wait, right. You know, like he, that he knows commercial what he's doing. Go ahead. The commercial where it's like you're becoming your parents and it's like, remember, you hired the plumber. Yes. And he's like, oh, uh, so is that a whatever wrench? (laughs) You hired him. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. To do that. So let him so so let him do it. All right. So um, one other thing I kind of want to ask you. So um, and this is this is a deep question, I guess. And I don't know. It probably might be lots of answers to this question. But what is a problem in education that you think is like? so systemic that's just part of like a bigger problem in education that you just realize that unions can't fix that can't fix this problem this is either a problem that's just part of being a teacher and having kids that like okay we can't fix that or part of just the way our education system is right now that you don't see unions being able to um change this so, 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 go ahead, so this podcast is going to be like three hours now is this exactly, <laughs> I yes. know, right? exactly. <laughs> yeah i honestly like i i was reading that and i'm thinking gosh that's that's a a big question, right? There's mm-hmm. so many things, but I think if I were to boil it down, there's two things automatically. Mm-hmm. And one of them we sort of have been t- touching on is uh, the lack of respect for the profession, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Which is shown in so many ways, pay being one of them, yeah. right? Yeah. And that gets all tied into the political atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I think unions have done a pretty good job, you know, with getting some help, right? Our starting pay went from 36000 to 40000 because of a, a law that the NEA helped get passed, nice. right? Nice. But still, when you're thinking, okay, you know, my son, who's a, an engineer, he's been doing that for, I don't know, three or four years. He's making more than I am. I've been teaching for 25 years. Right, right. You know what I mean? So- and he doesn't have his master's, little bugger. But right, you know, right. <laughs> but yeah. um, so so I think you know, being paid our worth mm-hmm. is you know how we fund education. Yeah, uh, yeah. is is a big big problem. Mm-hmm. You know because, and that kind of leads to my next thing, which is the inequities. And that yeah. is, you know, we have everything from, you know, resegregated schools because we've got the charter school mm-hmm. issue. We've got, yep. um, you know, um, so like where, where I yes. teach, it's a seaside community mm-hmm. that, so those that live on the seaside, you know, those are the one percenters, right? Their right. kids don't go to our school. Right, right. And then we have a very um, high influx of, um, new Mainers, immigrants, mostly African right now. We've mm-hmm. had many Asians, um, Middle Eastern families coming in, and which is great because bring on the diversity we need. Right, it. exactly. Um, on the other hand, it's 
rents are so expensive now mm-hmm. that and housing is so expensive that a lot of the people who used to live there can't afford yeah. to yeah. live there. And so they're moving out. So it's and then, you know, people aren't. I, we just, you know, how it's funded is just such a big problem. And I think is part of the reason why we have so much inequity in our schools. Like there are some things that we as a union can do, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, you don't know how people really feel like, you know, we have teachers who have been um, written up for um, racist things, you mm-hmm. know, and that's, that's really hard. You know, we have, I think I want to say maybe two people of color mm-hmm. in our district. Wow. Maybe, maybe yeah. a little bit more. Cause I'm trying to think, I think maybe may, I, I might go as high as five. Is that the, how big that, is your district? My, our district. So we've got six buildings and okay. about, I want to say like 2000 students, maybe. Okay. I guess it's a pretty yeah. small district. Yeah. It's, okay. it's, it's small. Yeah, so it's not that bad. <laughs> It's not that bad, but it's no, it's it's not right. great. No, that's not good. Right. I don't it's know. not a good ratio. No, <laughs> you know? no. So that, and, that's and, yeah. Go that's, ahead. That was a question that I hadn't actually actually thought of, like yeah. um, that, I'm, that I'm sure actually does happen. So mm-hmm. do you find yourself sometimes like the um, the uh, like the public defenders or, or defense attorney or whatever that, that like goes, oh, my goodness this person's an idiot and they really shouldn't be a teacher. But part of my job is to actually like help them defend this nonsense that they're thinking or saying or, or, or doing. Yes. And how do you, how do you, how do you square that? Sort of thing? So, so this one particular case, the, the woman, she was really upset and, you know, and I'm trying to like coach her. Like when we go into the meeting with HR, just don't, don't talk. Right. <laughs> Basically, yeah. you know, she's like, I'm not a racist. My grandchildren are half black. And I'm like, okay, so like, that's exactly what name, not name, name, name two said. things a racist says. <laughs> right, right. And at the time, our HR director, um, she she was a black woman. Or I'm sure she still is, but uh, yes, she's not working there anymore. <laughs> so that's like kind of tricky to say. Um, so you know, he's like, yeah, you don't, you see though, you don't want to say that. So like, you can still like have black grandchildren and, you know, still think you're, you're racist, be racist. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so I was like, yeah, just like, please don't say that. And then it got trickier because um, one of the social workers that was in the building and witnessed the whole thing mm-hmm. is a black woman. Right. So she came to see me about it too. Uh-huh. And I'm like, full disclosure, like, I've already heard the other side of the story. So I just want you to know, like, I want to listen to you and I will help you and do whatever. But I, I'm, I'm on both sides right now. And she was like, that's yes. fine. So it was a tricky situation. But, um, you know, I mean, it ended well, she, you know, she finally accepted that, yeah, I should probably go to you know, some kind of training or whatever. Yeah, training and so forth. So right, and and re, re, yeah, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> okay, so, okay. Yeah. Oh. So you know, it is, and 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 the the same thing because you know, you know, we have these very wealthy people, but then we have people who have nothing, and and a lot of homeless students, a lot of mm-hmm. food insecurity, and so forth. And so when we do these like special 
you know, days like, oh, like our last Friday was Disney day. Like, that's Mm -hmm. great. But like three quarters of the kids have never been to Disney. Right. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So like they can't dress as their favorite Disney character. And so there's just not really an awareness of those kinds of things. So it's, it just, it's a little frustrating. (laughs) Do you have um, opportunities for like new teachers where as they, they meet with you and you kind of go, okay, I'm the union person. And here's, I'm going to tell you some things to kind of, you know, be careful about or to watch out, you know, and then these are the things that, that, you know, you can do and that we've got your back when you want to try and do this or say this or whatever that, that, we, that we're, that we're, in, that we're in your corner for this, but these are some things that you, that, that um, at this point you got to like steer away from and how, and how does that go? Yeah. So at, usually at the beginning of the school year, all the new hires, you know, go through their couple of days of getting uh, acclimated and all the training and all that stuff. So we have in the contract that we have a half hour. So we go and we kind of present what, what it is the union does Mm -hmm. and what we can do for you. Mm -hmm. And then I do, I I, like read the contract, just read it and know it, whether you're a member or not, that contract still applies to you Mm -hmm. and you need, it's your responsibility to be aware of everything that's in it. And if you have questions, ask, because you don't want to end up getting on the wrong side of somebody, especially when you're probationary, right? It's like, okay, we'll just check that one off and remember that for next time, you know? So we do have, and I have to do that with current members. Yeah. The number of times they're like, oh, we have that in our contract. Mm, Yes. (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's just like our students. They ask me a question like, did you read the instructions? Well, no, but I'm not helping you then. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, but I thought what you wanted me to do. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So you, ha- it's constantly reminding people of deadlines. Um, you know, if you, if you want an insurance buyout, you've got to get that in every year. Like, Oh, but I did that last year. Yep. You got to do it every year. Right. No, you yeah. can't take a personal day before this holiday or this holiday. Yeah. Mm, so, yeah. 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 It's, yeah. it's constantly reminding them of, of, yeah. What's a, what's a big, what would you say is like the biggest win you've had since you started? Um, well, hmm. so, <laughs> oh gosh, that's tough. So I had last year, um, a teacher contact me and said that, um, she felt like she was being paid at the right step. And I said, okay, well, let's, let's figure this out. So it was her first year, but she had had a couple of kids and had te- taught prior at a, um, at a Catholic school. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, so why didn't you get credit for that? And it was because the superintendent told her that uh, it wasn't accredited through the state and mm-hmm. in the language in our contract says that it has to be an accredited school. Mm-hmm. So of course she hadn't read the contract before she signed anything. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So it got tricky. Like, okay, how can I present this? And so we, we figured out that, okay, this was just brought to my attention. Therefore it's a new problem. And we right. just found out. And so it took a little bit of research, but we were able to establish that the Catholic school she worked at got title one funding mm-hmm. and had um, other state funded programs in it. 
Right. Therefore, they are accredited and recognized right. by the state. Nice. So nice. Um, in what I thought, I was like, all ready for a battle with the superintendent and everything. And right. I had to be on Zoom because COVID and everything. And um, and I laid out the case and he's like, okay, so we got her from like step four to a step 11. So about a, like a $10,000 Wow. Nice, nice. So that Very was nice. pretty. Yeah. Pretty, That's yeah. a nice phone call to get to, um, to make. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Kind of cool. It yeah. was cool. Yeah. Yeah. So Fantastic. that was, that was one of the, the big ones. So. Okay. That's awesome. I mean, it's it's nice, you know. We're talking. We've been talking a lot about like some pretty. That's gone some pretty dark places today. Right. <laughs> right. Again, why I wouldn't be in union politics? I just I think I just would step in front of a bus. But um, <laughs> uh, but but I mean, keeping on the lighter side, I mean, like, what are what are you know some of those like those funny moments that stand out to you in your own uh, education experience? What are some oh gosh. Okay. So, uh, one of my. I oh my gosh. Okay. So when I first started teaching, I taught middle school. I teach second grade right now. Oh wow! And I taught social studies predominantly, mm-hmm. like ancient history and geography and all that stuff. And um, so we did the geography beat every year, and we had to do the first couple of rounds in our classrooms. And I, you'll have to bleep me, maybe. But so the <laughs> oh. question was, where would you be if you were on the beaches of Ipanema? Uh-huh. I read it as, where would you be if you were on the bitches of Ipanema? Nice, nice. And the kids just were like, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, wait, let me try that again. <laughs> and I said it the nice. same way. Nice. And we were laughing so hard. I had oh. tears coming out of my eyes. My uh, colleague from next door came over to check, like, is everything okay? And I said, you have to read this question, please. I can't do it. Mm. And she was like, oh gosh, what did you say? And I'm like, so, so, so she, she read it, okay. went, got through it. And uh, a couple kids made it into the main geography B. And I said, yeah, just look out for, um, you know, the bitches of <laughs> Yes. Yes. So sure enough, we're at the ge- geography, right. They always have to ask about Lake Titicaca. I think it's just like part of what they right. do. Oh, what's the, oh, what's the capital of Thailand? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yes. You know that one, Shane? <laughs> yeah. Like one of our cities in Maine is Bangkok. No, I don't. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, Bang- it's Bangkok. Yeah. Oh, right. Yes, of course. Bangkok, yeah. Yep. So, yeah. so sure enough, I'm in the audience and one of my students is up there and that was a question and he knew the answer and he's looking at me and I'm like, don't look at me because I'm dying. I'm trying to <laughs> There you go. There you go. <laughs> And he just was like, like, there we go. But that was, that oh, was so much good fun. Times. And then, good times. Um, one time I was, I was teaching language arts at this point, sixth grade. And I was reading, I had a dress on and I was in a little rolly chair and I just was rolling around on my chair and I was being observed. Mm-hmm. And my dress got caught up in the wheels. Oh, the no. So I keep going, but Whoa. the chair stopped. Yes. So I slid off right onto the floor. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. Oh. So it wasn't the first time, though. Right, right. There it had you happened go. before. And so a group of girls just came up and surrounded me. And they're oh. laughing. I mean, it was fine. And they helped me up. So nothing was, you know. Right. And, no, uh, no, no wardrobe malfunction. No wardrobe He's malfunction. Not anatomy lesson, okay. kids. I was like, okay, two minutes left. Go, Jeez. bring it. And uh, 
So we're all just dying laughing. And the principal, the principal's just staring at me like, what the heck just happened? Nice. nice. So after the observation, he's like, you know, end of there's the certain things we need to address. <laughs> nice. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so I had to tell him it wasn't the first time. That's why the kids knew what to do. <laughs> there we go. Like, okay, yeah, that's there awesome. We go. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I just want to say um thanks again. First of all, thanks Shane for for stepping in and 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 doing a, doing an awesome job. Okay. Um and and Tedisco who's editing this, we love you, okay, <laughs> and we miss you. And and um I hope you're enjoying listening to it. And um Beth, we just appreciate you being on here and giving us, you know, information and insight and just knowing that there's, you know, that there are good reasons to be a union rep. It's not all, you know, terrible and that we can make a difference. And also, you know, my little thing there, hopefully that gets into your contract. Let me know if it gets in the contract. I will for sure. (laughs) Any any other contracts? Because I think I think it should be written into lots of contracts. Mm -hmm. But um, and um. I don't think you have you don't have anything to um, to plug or anything like that. right? No, No, no. So, but, they, but you can find her on um, Twitter or anywhere else that they, that they find you. Twitter, I'm on Facebook and okay. Instagram and okay. all, all and the so we'll, we'll throw your, your Twitter handle and stuff on the, um, in the show okay. notes, right? And so that you can, you can, you know, you can reach out to her, especially if you've got like some, you're thinking about becoming a union rep and you want to like what you want to run something by her or you are a union rep and you just want to kind of talk shop with her. I'm sure you'd be willing to, to help some people out. That Absolutely. Are, that are, I would and, love you know, that. And get, some, and get some insight. So that would be awesome. And Shane, listen to Shane's podcast. Okay. We'll have a link to that again in the show notes and go back and listen to the one where he was on ours. And, and yeah, I think you were on mine too at and, some and, point. Yeah, we, and we were on your podcast and then yeah. edu- and you were in like, I think at least two or three um episodes of edupod losing you're going to be mm-hmm. in the in the next one i know you were in the um you were in the radio drama and you were yep. in one of the round a couple tables of sessions, yep. and were you in the um in the in the game that we played yep, the, the role the game. playing game yeah 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 so um so anyway so so do that guys and you know let someone else know you just heard like an awesome podcast and <laughs> you know click the little share thing how you can figure it out. You're, 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 you're a big boy. You're a big girl. You know how to share things. So, so share this episode or share just the, the, the podcast in general um, with your, uh, your friends, your neighbors, you know, summertime's coming up and um, your, your principal's going to ask you, so what did you do to like learn about becoming a better teacher over the summer? And your answer can be, I listened to like um, 20 episodes of unprofessional development. That's what I did. <laughs> Stick it up your behind. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> So anyway, we, we love you guys listening. We appreciate you guys sharing it. And we thank you guys for coming on. As we always say, stay unprofessional. Thank you and stay unprofessional. Stay unprofessional. Stay unprofessional. Stay unprofessional. Stay unprofessional.